0: Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone.
1: Superchargers, headlights, and more. With over 122 million parts, eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Stay on your A-game with all the parts you need at the prices you want. It's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride-or-die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.
2: The Volume.
1: Boxing with Chris Mannix is presented by FanDuel. It's NFL playoff time, and there's no better place to get into the action than FanDuel. The app is safe, secure, and easy to use. FanDuel has exclusive offers boosts, and more all month long. When you win, you'll get paid fast. FanDuel has a lot of ways to play, like the spread, money line, over-unders, team totals, player props, so much more. Jump into the action at any time during the game with live betting. Combine multiple bets in the same game in a same game parlay and try out same game parlay plus. And now FanDuel is live in Ohio. So people in Ohio get in on the action immediately use the promo code boxing that's how they know i'll send you and download the FanDuel app today to start making every moment more welcome back to another boxing with chris mannix as always you can listen to the show live on the amp app just follow chris mannix on amp
2: this is boxing with chris mannix or somebody punch him in the face
1: anthony joshua is a composed and ferocious finisher watch this
2: Hosted by SI's Chris Mannix. That was my moment. Now with interviews, analysis, and everything going on in the world of boxing.
1: When you have talent, you are given another chance. Here's
3: Chris Mannix.
1: And we are back. Boxing with Chris Mannix, part of the Volume Sports Podcast Network. First podcast of 2023. So happy new year to everyone out there listening. Thanks to all for listening subscribing, rating, reviewing in 2022. We had a great year with the show. It was nearly 60 podcast episodes, some great conversations, great guests. Sergio, you know, (laughs) looking forward to doing some more things uh, with this show in 2023. So uh, we do have a big fight this week. Javante Davis and Hector Luis Garcia will meet in D.C. Garcia is a 130-pound title holder moving up to 135. This is happening, of course, amid some serious controversy around Davis, who was arrested last week on a domestic violence charge after allegedly striking the mother of his child. This woman has recanted her accusation on social media a couple of days later, and all involved, PBC, Showtime, have elected to move forward with the event. Joining me to discuss that and much more, two of the most passionate boxing guys that I know, Akin Reyes, Barack Best, better known as Ak and Barack, the co-hosts of the Dizone Boxing Show. Fellas, welcome. And uh, Ak, I will start with you. It's been a crazy week, uh, or really a week or so at this point, getting to this point. Uh, What's been your reaction to, I guess, both the accusations that were leveled against Davis and the decision to move forward with this fight?
4: Well, first off, uh, thanks for having us. And I'm honored to be on the first episode (laughs) of the Chris Maddox Boxing Podcast. So, uh, look, Initially, when you hear something like this, first thing I personally do is just wait a little bit before I make any judgment. And even though there's a track record there, there's a video footage of him having some past issues. So, you know, naturally you would think, oh, this probably happened. But later on in the week, he shared some footage of uh, showing his daughter's mother being scrum through, upset, yeah, and there's a lot of information, and it's a sensitive subject, so I don't want to get too deep into it, um, but it seems like he was frustrated. Uh, the call was a little sketchy, but this I'm not being, you know, I want to be insensitive to to women that suffer from domestic violence, because this is serious. serious. But me, myself, to be candid with you, Chris, I, I've been in situations where a woman has lied about something, um, like, in the past. So... I I, can, I understand what it is to be in those shoes. Whether she lied or not, I don't know. She recanted a statement as of now. He's saying that he didn't hit her and so on and so forth. So they're moving on with, with, with the fight. So um, I don't want to touch too much on that. Um, I think that if indeed he is innocent, I think he's going to fight with more of a chip on his shoulder. We all heard him say that at one point that he's frustrated. He doesn't even want to fight anymore. They can keep this. So that's a man that's suffering, that, that's dealing with some hurt there. I think that he we're gonna see a very upset and very motivated Javante Davis on, on Saturday night. That that's what I'm seeing.
3: Brock, what do you think? I think the same thing. Um I think there was a moment of weakness. It was a moment of, you know, guys like you, Chris Mannix, who was getting at him on Twitter, you know what I'm saying? You know, and and it looked that way, you know, and we were so quick to defend the woman. Not we, because I didn't say a word, you know, I was waiting. But now it's like I think he got a little. I think he got a little uh, vindicated a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Maybe exonerated even. You know, so I think he's back, focused, and we're going to see the the regular Javante Davis. We're going to see some punishment being handed out.
1: So I, I want to address a couple of things. One, uh, you're right, Barack. I did come up pretty strongly in a column on SI.com and on this podcast as well, uh, with some feelings on it. Um, I've, I've seen a lot of this in boxing and, mm-hmm. you know, a, a part of me as, uh, Ock pointed out is, is influenced by the video from a couple of years ago that, you know, that, that is irrefutable, you know, what happened in that incident in mm-hmm. Florida. I, I did look, I did get a lot of messages, criticism about what was deemed selective outrage. A lot of people asked, where was the outrage when it came to Sergey Kovalev, the former light heavyweight champion who mm. was... Accused and ultimately pled out to assaulting a woman in 2018. That was a felony assault charge that Kovalev was dealing with. That criticism, I will say right now, is completely fair. I, I didn't say or write much of anything after the reporting on Kovalev came out. I didn't say or write much of anything about the incident before Kovalev fought Canelo. You know, a fight that I I called for zone. I also didn't say If we're looking at the totality of domestic violence, I didn't say or write much of anything back in 2021 after the video surfaced of Tank pulling uh, the woman by the collar in the hallway. That's on me too. The Dana White situation, that's a little bit different. I'm not an MMA writer, so I wouldn't write about Dana White. But make no mistake, what Dana White is on video doing to his wife is disgusting. And the few people that can discipline him... Whether it's his partners with Endeavor or his broadcast partners at ESPN, they should discipline him. Let's be clear on that. But as a reporter, as a writer, as a podcaster, I've got to be better when it comes to consistently addressing domestic violence. I will say this, though, guys. I did get a lot of messages demanding an apology or a retraction in the aftermath of the statement released by the alleged victim. I'm just not going to do that. There are only two people who really know what happened that day, but the evidence we have is on one side, there is a 911 tape, there is a busted lip, there is an arrest, and there is a police report that describes in detail an altercation that became physical. On the other side, there is this carefully worded recanting That came while a multi-million dollar pay-per-view hung in the balance. Look, you don't need to dig too deep to find studies on assault victims recanting and the reasons they do. Google it. There's countless of them. And because of the incident a couple of years ago, an altercation that was caught on video where Davis grabbed a woman in the neck area and dragged her off a basketball court... Davis has lost the benefit of the doubt in situations like this. Now, accusers lie. And if it turns out this woman lied, she should be arrested. She should be prosecuted to the fullest extent of the law. It is a crime to call 911 and lie about what's happening. It is a crime to falsely accuse someone of hitting you. But right now, a lot of the evidence that's out there points to some kind of physical altercation between Davis and this woman, and that is completely unacceptable. And my point of writing that column was not to single out Davis, though what happened in Florida was obviously the driving force for writing it. It's to spotlight how boxing is dragging so far behind other sports when it comes to how it handles domestic violence. By the way, no one is calling For Gervonta Davis to be thrown in jail because of uh, a situation that evolved that we don't have all the information on, not even close. What I am saying is that boxing should operate like other sports, where if there is a serious situation involving domestic violence, everything involving the people involved in that situation should be put on pause until there is a thorough internal review of the incident. My point is in boxing... I think networks have to act like leagues sometimes. Top executives have to act like de facto commissioners. And look, I know this is a tough spot for Showtime. They're not just in business with Gervonta Davis. They're in business with PBC. Any decisions they make regarding Gervonta Davis will bleed into that relationship.
4: I also Uh, know... Let me me chime in real quick. Because you mentioned Showtime. We all know that when... You know, in the statements uh, that Paulie Malangee made about systemic racism, uh, Showtime acted immediately on that, and and they ended the contract with him as a broadcaster. So I think Showtime, in the past, has shown initiative in making a statement and not, uh, you know, right away to to, to sort of networkers show some integrity. So I, I just want to give them credit for that because I thought about that when you said Showtime. And look, I know it's I, a I different give, situation.
1: I give them credit for slamming the brakes last year on the davis rolly romero fight after the accusations came out against Romero. Those were serious accusations. Too serious for that event to move forward. Once Romero was clear of the charges, they rescheduled the fight, and we saw that played out uh, last May. The point about the dynamic between Showtime and PBC, I know that no one inside the walls of Showtime is comfortable with any of this. These allegations are disturbing. I talked to several people there before and after I wrote my column. Before and after I taped last week's podcast. Before we taped today's podcast. Even the people I talked to that took issue with specific things that I wrote, they know this is a mess. They know this is ugly. So I can appreciate the difficulty of their situation. So I guess I'll toss it back with this question. You know, violence it, when it comes in boxing, it, it happens. There's there's a lot of stuff that goes on. It's it's just a sport that that's that there's always going to be that. But should there be a hard line when it comes to issues of domestic violence? And do you think networks can operate like a league, or should operate like a league, or is that too pie in the sky, or too you know optimistic for me to to, to think about?
3: It probably is a little too optimistic, but I like it. I, I like your thinking. I just think. Everybody should be giving a chance to prove their innocence, and and this is one of those cases. Even Roly M- Romero was guilty in everybody's eyes until he wasn't, and and that's the case. Like we cannot slam anyone. You know, I think you should apologize for that, even though I didn't think you would say nothing crazy. But I think you should apologize because if you were the one who accused of something, and then someone recanted and say, "Hey, you know what? That actually didn't happen." We can't go according to statistics. We are just gonna have to take that person's word. You would wanna be cleared of that. You know what I mean? So I've also been in a situation like Ox said, where I've been lied to, to the police said that I hit a person and I never hit them. And the police took their own judgment and said, you know what? I don't believe her. I believe him. Miss, you gotta go. You know, so it can happen and it can be that 1%. And yes, he has a sketchy pass. And if we're gonna judge him according to that, that's just not fair. You know what I mean? But I do like your idea of networks getting more involved. I do like them holding fighters accountable. Yes, 100%. I agree with that. I, I do I do as well,
4: Chris. But the only difference, as you know, in boxing, you know, these networks, it's big business. When you talk about a league like the NFL, the NBA, you know, there's so many teams, so many games. Suspending a player is not going to do no damage to the league. Now, suspending a big, big-time fighter that creates revenue. That's going to do a lot to to the network, especially the boxing department. So there's a lot of influence there. Uh, it, it won't be as easy as
3: as we imagine. Should Dana White get suspended? That's what I want to know. That, that, I was thinking the same thing. Yeah, Should he suspend I, himself? <laughs> yeah, I
1: mean, like I, that's a good like. I don't. We don't cover MMA, obviously, but right. th- that's a, a a compelling question because I'm not sure who would. Be responsible. for the ESPN and and how they <laughs> yeah, deal I, with Dana thinking, White? Yeah. I mean, they 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 are the ones signing the checks that you know. I wouldn't say keep Dana White's company afloat, but provide yeah. the most significant source of revenue. Yes. Uh, for Dana White, I, I think there should be some some repercussions for that. I guess I guess where we differ, guys, on on this current situation is that I can't I can't give a lot of credibility to a. Is clearly written by a lawyer statement that you know that or an, an official statement you know denying something happened. Like if the police come out and arrest this, like should this woman be arrested? There was also think? a like, witness. I, I, there I, was also a
3: witness there who there, said. Yeah, there was other witness. Right, there was also a witness there yeah. who said, "Hey, who said the nine one one call was phony?" It, basically, it, did, yeah, it didn't match the scene. And and you know, if you, right. and if and you kind of it, was, it was his
1: nutritionist. It, I believe it was a nutritionist. I believe it was somebody who worked for. Yeah, but
4: did Javonte. you see the footage also, Chris? Uh, the yeah, Javante posted.
1: I, okay. did. I did, I did, I did. I saw all of it. It's just, look, I, it's it's not a situation where I think you should be canceled forever. But like, you know, the Showtime did pump the brakes on the Romero-Davis fight. Now, now this is different. Like, Davis is, you know, Romero was replaceable. Gervonta is the, is the <laughs> cash cow there. Gervonta is yeah. the guy that, that drives all the revenue. It's a far more difficult decision. And like I said, I appreciate the challenging position that people in Showtime are in. I guess it's just the... And look, I, I'm sure that, you know, when I get asked by my bosses to write something on this, I take into account the video that I saw of from him at the basketball game. Yeah. I take into account, you know, reading the witness statement from the hit and run where the witness said she was pregnant and was looking at Gervonta saying, help me. And he ran away. Like this is, this is the kind of stuff I do take, you know, that, that maybe it triggers me a little bit when I understand when that. I'm writing stuff like that, but, but the bottom line is to, to come up to, to bring it back full circle on, on this, like there does, and this is where I'll agree with, with critics of something of, of what I wrote it, there. It needs to be across the board. If you're going to write about domestic violence, you write about domestic violence in every case possible, regardless of who the fighter is, what promoter they're aligned with, what network they're on. Um, Boxing to me though guys, it doesn't and I wrote this, it doesn't it, it has not evolved when it comes to domestic violence the way other sports have. Other sports didn't weren't always great at this. I mean, they pointed out stuff that happened in the 90s, early 2000s, um but those sports have started to evolve. They've started to take domestic violence a lot more seriously. I just like to see boxing take, you know, domestic violence more seriously as as the sport moves forward. And I think networks are the only ones with kind right. of the, the it, gravitas to do there's it. There's
3: nobody to hold them accountable. And that's the thing. So it's a free-for-all. You get to do whatever the hell you want, make whatever the decision you want, because there's no one federation.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, good points all around. I appreciate uh, the perspective there. Um, we do have a fight this weekend. And yes. I think, you know, before all this happened, I thought it was a pretty good fight. You know, Gervonta, um, being billed as a stay-busy fight, it's, it's tough a stay-busy fight as you're going to get. Hector Luis Garcia is undefeated. He's got 10 knockouts and is 16 wins. He is coming up from 130, but you see these two guys standing next to each other. Hector <laughs> Luis Garcia is the bigger man. Yes, Um, He's coming off the best year of his career uh, where he picked up wins over Chris Colbert, over Roger Gutierrez. These mm-hmm. are quality wins over quality fighters. And he beat these guys, took the fight against Colbert on what, like three weeks notice mm-hmm. and still picked up a win there. I think he's trained by a guy who had the best year in 2022, Bob Santos, who was phenomenal, uh, training up a lot of Dominican fighters last year, including yeah. Hector Garcia. So, Ak, uh, I'll start with you. How dangerous an opponent is this for Gervonta Davis?
4: Um, I'm going to be honest with you, and I said it earlier in the week on the Bizone Boxing Show. Um, I, I don't think he is going to be as dangerous as, as some may think. And also, we all saw Devin Haney uh, make a statement. that kind of threw a little wrench in that, that idea that we had that this is going to be a, a war when he said he had That to kick was him fascinating. Out of camp. That was fascinating. <laughs> to
1: see Devin just pour cold water on Hector's chances.
4: <laughs> exactly. So so to, to to be honest for a minute I started to be sold on this. I said, "Okay, we're going to get a good fight." When I heard that from Devin, I just felt depleted. I said, "Oh man, no, oh, we're going to see a knockout in 3 or 4 rounds." And look, uh there's some footage that Javante put out there very short footage of their sparring session. And it didn't look like, uh, you know, Devin was te- teeing off on him. He was getting the better of him. But uh, there wasn't enough footage there for me to make a judgment where, oh, he was teeing off on him. He had to kick him out of camp. We didn't see that much. But uh, Javante made a statement, watch what I do to him on Saturday night. And I'm in agreement with Javante here. I like, I, I like Hector. And I, th- I think he he's had some big wins, to your point. But I just think Javante's style uh, is too relentless for a guy like that. And Hector does he he does stay in a pocket long enough to get hit. I mean, and that's the danger when you fight a guy like Javante Davis when you're long and rangy and you know how to move and, and evade punches. You know, you make it a little difficult from him uh, for him. This guy Hector's uh, Garcia is not that type of guy. He likes to mix it up, and I think. Within six rounds, he will get hit from a big shot, and that fight is not going to be as competitive as people think.
1: Brock, I, I want to give you—I want you to weigh in, but yeah. can, can we also address how, like, leaking sparring videos and talking <laughs> about sparring has become like normal? Remember, I mean, yes. I'm old yes. enough now at this point to remember when, like, sparring used to be sacred. Yes, like, we used to not yeah. talk about what happened behind sparring. Now you open up Twitter, and there's all these pictures of. Something of videos of what's happening in sparring, man. It's crazy. It's just
3: social media, man. Yeah. I mean, back then there weren't there weren't any iPhones. <laughs> yeah, you know, sparring definitely was sacred, Chris. I agree with you. What happened in sparring used to stay in sparring, like Vegas. I just think, with, let's just talk about one individual and let's talk about Devin Haney. Like, yes, it's, it's it's happening rampant now, but Devin Haney, I think he has a chip on his shoulder because I feel like he's the king of the division. No one's calling him that. I don't. I feel like. The boxing world is not calling him the king of the division. Just a minute ago, sometimes you got to call yourself the king in order to remind everybody that. Because just a minute ago, Cambosis was calling himself the emperor. (laughs) And and people started calling him the emperor. But, you know, Javante Davis is a quote-unquote champion. You know, they're calling him a champion. And still people are still asking, the media is still asking, who's the top guy at 135? Meanwhile, you got one guy with all of the belts that matter. And that's Devin Haney. And I think Devin Haney is just tired of hearing about guys like Ryan Garcia, tired of hearing about guys like Javante Davis and anybody else, Shakur Stevenson, anybody else when he's the man and everybody should be dying to fight him. So I think that's probably what led him because usually Devin Haney doesn't want to talk about the times that he beat people up in sparring, usually. So I, I think he got pushed to that and that's the Devin Haney we are seeing now.
4: Well, he didn't even show the sparring, Barack. It wasn't him. He made a quick, short,
3: uh, you know, sarcastic statement. No, but he was so vivid. He was was so detailed saying, I kicked him out of sparring. Normally, (laughs) he doesn't doesn't go there.
0: (laughs) Yeah,
1: true. Yeah, and and even Ryan, when I interviewed him a couple of weeks ago, you know, I I was asking him about, you know, are you concerned about, you know, Hector Luis Garcia spoiling, you know, a a tank fight? He's like, nah, I've seen him. I don't think all that much of him. It's just like the <laughs> level of disrespect for a guy that's 16 and 0 coming off the best year of his career with a great trainer behind him. I just, I, I'm stunned but, but by that, it. Maybe, that's look, thing, maybe Javante
3: makes short work of him. Maybe he's probably so. I'm sorry to cut you up. Probably so. Javante Davis is probably going to knock him out maybe soon, maybe not, but I don't want to discredit his worthiness of being there. And I don't want to discredit Javante Davis once he gets this victory, I think this yeah, is a, and I don't on think, paper. I think this is a very good victory. I just think Javante Davis is levels above.
4: And I don't think that that's discrediting in an opponent. Like, you know, he's earned this fight. Uh, it, it's a fight that was made, and Javante is taking care of who's in front of him. If somebody says, look, I think Javante is gonna make easy work of this guy. To, to your point, Barack, is just he's levels above him, but that's not this – he had a hell of a year. 2022 was big for him. Now he's stepping up to a level that I don't think he's going to be able to deal with. I could be wrong. We don't know. We know this is a thing unexpected. We don't know. I just don't see it.
1: Nah, you know, you know what I'm – We know. We know. <laughs> I, I tell you what, though. What, what fascinates me about this fight a little bit is that as soon as Hector Luis Garcia beat Roger Gutierrez – He was calling for a tank fight. This guy already fighting in 130. He's a 130 pound champion. There are other fights he could have. He was calling for a tank fight. So there's a level of confidence he's going to take into this fight. And Sergio's talked about this to me a lot over the years. There's something about undefeated fighters. Like they come in there, they've got a certain swagger, a certain moxie, a certain confidence. Um, So I think you're going to get the best of of Hector Luis Garcia in this fight. I think it's, you know, look, Javante has a a history of getting to guys late, you know, past the sixth round, whether it is. Raleigh Romero, Romero, Mario Barrios, Leo Santa Cruz. If you're going to bet on anything, you're probably betting on Gervonta catching him with something big, but I'm very interested to see what the game plan of Bob Santos, the game plan of Hector Luis Garcia, what it is, coming uh, into o- this fight. The only
4: problem for Hector Garcia is he's fighting an undefeated fighter as well. it right. has that same type of swagger and that, that same type of nuance of not knowing how to lose. Right. You're
3: right. You're 100% <laughs> right. And and also, they,
1: they both come in with that attitude.
3: Yeah, I feel like, yeah. you know, that was just the PBC plan. For Hector to call out Javante Davis, because it really didn't make any sense. Javante Davis doesn't have a belt. Um, you could have called out Shakur Stevenson, because at that time, Shakur Stevenson, well, he's still a 130-pound fighter. He hasn't fought in a fight at 135. So, you could have called out champions. He's not a 130-pound fighter. He's at, no at that time, that. all right, but he, he hasn't fought at 135. So, that's why I'm going right. to still call him that. So, he, and he could still win some belts at 130. So that's just PBC keeping that stuff in-house. That's all it really is. And Mario Barros is, is a very big guy. And Keith Thurman couldn't get him out of there. Javante Davis got power like that. I don't see how hectic could last in there, man. You yeah,
1: know? no, I, I think that's the best bet to make in a fight like this, yeah. that Tank eventually uh, catches him. I want to connect Ryan Garcia to this, though. Um, Ryan, of course, came out a couple of weeks ago and said... I'm not going to take an interim fight. I'm going to wait for that Tank fight, presumably uh, in April. Um, Tank's going ahead, having this fight in January. Uh, it, it doesn't sound like there's going to be any any fallout from what happened last week. He does, though, face that trial in mid-February for the hit-and-run. And, look, that's a case that could have been settled last year. Like, the, the defense and the prosecution... Agreed on a plea deal that included no jail time, the judge threw that out. So it it, it sounds wow. to me like yes. like the judge like the, there's there's pressure from mm-hmm. somewhere mm-hmm. to make sure that in any plea deal, Gervante Davis serves something substantial. A lot of that came, I think, from that witness testimony, the the woman that said she you know described what happened uh, in her particular situation. Right. Um. So like th- that's. That puts that fight in peril, at least for April, right? So if you're Ryan Garcia, and all that's going on right now, Ock, do you reconsider, like, taking an interim fight? Do you do you not want to... The concern for Ryan Garcia, for me, is, like, you get into, like, March, and all of a sudden, you learn that Javante's not going to be available for April, and then you're scrambling to yes. find someone you can fight in April or May, and, and you kind of sabotage uh, part of your year. Is that something I, Ryan Garcia should be thinking about?
4: I'm in agreement with, with that. I mean, first off, when he made the it... Uh, the statement or announcement that he doesn't want to tune up. I, I disagree with that approach. Now, uh, we don't know why. Uh, maybe he wouldn't have been ready. Maybe he was too heavy, you know, to be ready in January and, and needed more time. Uh, I thought that him maybe scoring another big knockout, even though the opponent, you know, somebody, I guess you could say that's not credible. It still, I think, creates more anticipation for the fight. Uh, he's still knocking guys out the way he beat Fortuna. I think it would have made the Javante fight even... Even bigger, especially if Javante wins by knockout and staying busy. I love the staying busy fact. I think that's over, uh, I mean, it, it, we've ch- the era has changed in boxing. I was talking to Oscar De La Hoya one time, and he said, listen, these guys only want to fight two times a year. You know, I remember fighting four times a year. Big fights. And I think they're fighting to go back to that and not not spend eight, nine weeks in camp. I used to spend six weeks in camp and getting ready for a fight. So I like staying busy. And April's a long time from now. So I, 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 I 100% agree with you. I think that he should consider that open case with Javante Davis. But outside of that, just why not get some rounds in, pick up a check while you're at it, pick up a, a,
3: a highlight reel, and let's get re- let's see what happens in April. I mean, Arc, have you ever trained for 12 weeks to fight somebody that you don't want to no, fight? No, that's, pro- that's
4: my I'm saying. Just, you should not have to train for 12 weeks. I'm, to I'm, a just, fight. I'm
3: just asking you a question. You know, is that something you would want to do? You think that was something you would want to do? Train for 12 weeks or eight weeks. Let's say eight weeks. Train for eight weeks for somebody that literally does nothing for your career. No, absolutely. Nothing, I mean, I would love at all. the opportunity and, to make... You know what? You know, I know you
4: would. I would <laughs> love the opportunity to make seven figures and train for, for eight hey, weeks. Not, absolutely,
3: uh, 100%. All right, well, well, that's not what he wants <laughs> to do. He doesn't want I mean, want you to, act like the guy's making crumbs. and and, and He's and already honest, a millionaire, and he doesn't, for want, to, a guy he doesn't like, want to beat wait, up his for body. For a guy
4: like him, for a guy like him, he doesn't have to train eight weeks. I'm sorry. No disrespect to him. Ryan could have got on there five, six weeks and got ready for that guy. talking nonsense. You're talking, you're talking nonsense like any, any smart a fight? Well, that's, that's the a, fight didn't have to be at 135. Because
3: any smart fighter that's, will take every I, fight seriously. Now, if you want to counter that, you're crazy. Hold up, hold you're up, crazy. hold up, hold up.
4: So, Oscar De La Hoya, as great as he is, he didn't take fights seriously because he told me from his own mouth, I trained six weeks for most
3: championship fights. And guess what? When he, when he stepped up to the big dogs, he lost. So stop it! Oh come stop on, oh, come on! Now, I don't Reach even know why you brought that up. I don't even know why you brought that up. The point Asuka is up. that the
4: point is that, uh, and I don't want to go on a rant here, uh, Chris. On the point one. is that you ain't the fight me talk. didn't have to go. Ryan didn't have to fight at one thirty-five. The fight could have been at whatever weight it was, so he didn't have to drain himself to get down because it's a it's an interim fight, and he could have picked up a check, picked up a knockout, and still had several months. To get
3: ready and get prepared for ten. You just games. call you just call boxing the theater of the unexpected. You say it so much, but you don't really hold to that. Understand that I you won't let me talk. There was a lot. Go ahead. This yeah. freaking guy. <laughs> this freaking guy, bro. You just said that today. Theater of the unexpected. You said it today. Right now, listen. Okay. There, is, there is. If that's the case, there's no such thing as an interim fight. In reality, in other words, anything can happen. That's what you said earlier too. If, okay, so in other words, nobody let me should finish. fight any. Let me, let me finish oh, yeah. you're, you're gonna lose nicely. Don't worry. Any, I'm, any, no, I'm already won. Okay, anything can happen in a fight, right? So you're dealing with a guy who's rich. Who only has one fighter on his mind, and you're gonna tell me fighting a Mercito Hester will help him do a better job against somebody who's. Did I finish what I'm saying? Did I say let that? Let me finish did what say I'm that? saying. I didn't say so, that. So I didn't say, to, say it's gonna help. There has to it? be a reason to fight somebody. I just, has to I just be, said it. He doesn't it. want the money. That's ridiculous for you to say that. Now, oh if, it, if it's not oh, for the money, then what else is It's not. Think about this. Nobody's saying this. How many times did tank fight in 2022? Once. Exactly. There you go. One time. So, now wait so what? wait so, Mister. don't know what I'm glad, what you're I'm glad
1: I can about. chime in oh no. every so often. <laughs> Wait. No, we're taking over Christian uh, shoulder. Hey, listen, I'm not point, no no, no, I,
3: you're taking on. Trying trying you're not making otherwise. You're not making a don't point. So tension fight. So tension and You're not making a if, point. If, if, you're not making if, a point. If every fight be quiet if every for a fight. second. You're not making a point. Yeah. I listen Chris, to you in I listen to you talk <laughs> even though what you say makes no sense. And then I Why does it not make sense? Let me finish. This is what Let me finish. This is what you're saying. Just be quiet for a second. Just be quiet for a second. Have some self control. Javante Davis fought one time last year. How many times and did Ryan Garcia fight? Twice. Twice. He don't need to and fight no more. He's going to wait oh, for Javante Davis, and that's it. That's it. He's going right, to wait. Javante wh- Davis <laughs> needs another fight because he only fought one time. So that's why he's fighting. Ryan okay. is like, I just right. beat two guys who were in the top 10. Leave me alone. I want to fight right. who I want to fight. So, now, so Also, listen, also listen. Last, last point. After okay. he beats Mercito, you know what they're gonna say? He's a bum. So I so just trained what? eight weeks. So what? You know, and, so what? And listen, stop counting. Stop counting. I'm talking, listen, this, I'm talking count, to somebody, it, I'm talking to somebody it, who can't, so, can't deal with somebody saying something about all right. him on Instagram, and you're gonna say, "So what?" All right, all right That's listen. Not fair. Stop counting. Stop counting people's pockets. You
4: don't know if he could use another million dollars or one point five to whatever they're paying him nowadays. You you're saying he doesn't need the money. Who are you to say that? We don't he know said that. It, all right, wh- whatever. A- at the end of the day, I just made I, I was just responding to Chris. I think he should have fought because it wouldn't have it- he would have made some money. Uh he would have created a nice little highlight reel, because I think he would have scored a big knockout and he still would have had enough time and he would have been staying busy in the gym. He didn't need eight weeks for that what guy. If, what if he, if he needed gets five injured?
3: to six what weeks? What if he gets injured? All right, what did he- so another so in that case, nobody fight anybody unless it's a big championship? No, fight. we're talking about fights that's 3 months apart or less. Huh? That don't make sense. It doesn't here's make sense.
1: Here's the other here's the oh, other concern I have right. about Ryan not fighting. You know, we've seen what the a little bit of what the Showtime PBC schedule is going to look like. You are trending towards a March date with Caleb Plant against David Benavidez. I hope that's on regular Showtime. I I, I kind of doubt it only because you got to pay these guys a pretty significant amount of money. It might be forced onto pay-per-view. If they can put that on regular Showtime, more power to them for doing that. It's a tremendous fight. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you saw the tweet from Errol Spence. He says he's coming back in April. Um, networks traditionally like to space pay-per-views out. So if PBC is doing multiple pay-per-views already in March and April, it strikes me as... Yeah, at least possible that we could see a Garcia Davis fight pushed to May, and then I don't know what are you going to do in May. Are you going to do it? You going to try to work it around a Canelo date? Are you going to like? There's just a lot of of questions with what that calendar looks like on the PBC side. That that would concern me if I was Ryan Garcia. As I sit there, and you know Ryan gets antsy. Like Ryan, as soon as that fight against Fortuna was over, one of the first things he said was, "I'll be back in December, no matter what." Like he wanted to be back you know quickly. And the last thing you want to see is Ryan Garcia looking around in March going, "All right, this tank fight's not going to happen on the timeline I wanted. You know, it'll be almost a year since I fought when I finally do get back in the ring." That would concern me if I was Ryan Garcia. But there look, the arguments can be made. That's on, a great that's ways. a great
3: point. I don't I just don't think Ryan Garcia is looking into th- that deep. I don't think another point you made about, you know, his court issues. I don't think Ryan is thinking about that. Ryan is just saying no. I wanna fight this guy. This guy's already agreed to fight me. I'm waiting to fight him and that's it. And that's not, that's and, and look from I what I from,
1: from what I hear, like there are, you know, dates secured, venues secured for Garcia against Tank. They're still looking at April, but again, when I saw that Spence tweet, I'm like, all right, Spence Thurman's a, a pay-per-view. Like that's a pay-per-view, no yeah. doubt about it. Yeah. Um I find it unlikely that we'd see two pay-per-views done by PBC. They've the same done month. that.
3: They've done that before. In the same month? Yeah, they did. That, I believe it was last year or 2021. If they, they
1: did, they don't like to. If they did, they don't like to. Because it's two. it's the way, the way people look at it. It's like, you know, it's two pay cycles, right? You're not, you know, you're, you're paying a cable bill. That's, you know, plus 75. Mm-hmm. One You don't know, want to do it once, once right. per month, once yeah, per yeah. cycle. That's usually the optimistic way. But I'm curious. Like, I, I just, I wonder what Ryan's thinking right now as all this is kind of uh, playing on front of him. All right. Two quick things for you. Uh, I'm under an obligation to talk about Demetrius Andre because I always talk about <laughs> Demetrius Andre, and he is back. Um, yeah, a humbling event for him coming up. Former middleweight champion. has been off for well over a year. He is going to be, I believe, what the pay-per-view opener on uh, Tank versus Hector Garcia. He's going to wow. fight DeMond Nicholson. That's a 10-round fight. He's fighting at 168. Um He's in his mid-30s, and he's done some interviews where he's saying a lot of the things we heard him say when he was the middleweight champion. Like, nice. I want Jamal Charlo. I want the biggest fights. Mm-hmm. I want all the top guys in my era. This will be his first fight fighting on the PBC side of the street. I'm told there is, you know, talks of having him fight more fights on the PBC side. It, Barack, will ask you this first. Is this the year that Demetrius Andrade gets a big fight? Because one of the wildest... Factoids about Demetrius Andrade is that he has never faced a current or former champion. That's wild. <laughs> he, he was no. the middleweight title holder for about three years, and he has never faced a current or former champion. Is this the year that he gets
3: what he wants? I really do think so. I really do think so, and I, and I hope so because I love the guy. Um, I think this was a smart move going to PBC. It seems a little late, but then you got like you mentioned before, we got Plant, we got Benavidez. Maybe he can look good against Nichols and and actually get the win of that. Maybe he's not ready for that, uh, according to on paper. I don't know. You know, but he is a two-division champ already. He is undefeated. I'd love to see him fight the win of one of those two guys. He's even calling out Benavidez. He call him you know, but he's even calling out these guys as well, and I like that. But, yes, he is that same guy that was calling out guys at 154, 160, And, and now one sixty eight, and haven't gotten well, if those he, fights. But if, if he's
4: not ready for, for any of those guys now, he's never. No, been I, don't, ready. I don't. I don't mean, mean skills he He's been, third I he's he's been still, ready. I know.
3: I'm just talking about on paper. No, that's what I'm
4: saying. He's been ready for for big fights, right. and, and I and I feel I feel bad for what he's had to deal with over the years, wanting the big fights, and and you know, and, and also I, I consider. The promoters are dealing with, you know, maybe the draw is weak there and he's wanting a certain amount of money. I mean, you have to you have to consider that as well. This is the business at the end of the day. And he wants to prove himself against those big opponents and haven't had the chance. But I think he's on the side now where there's a lot of guys there like Barack mentioned at 68. And you have Charlo that talked about more. Jamal Charlo talked about moving up 168. There's a lot of history between those guys. There's, there's no excuses why that fight can't be made. So I do think he fights a big name and gets an opportunity to prove himself. Is it too late? Is he past that 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 youthful prime? We don't know. We'll we'll, we'll know once he faces one of those guys.
1: I think, and look, you guys, everybody knows I would love to see it. <laughs> I've been calling for it for, for three years now. Um, I yeah. think one of the obstacles he may run into is that PBC is probably going to make another run at Canelo in 2023 to try to get him on a multi-fight deal. And I think the offer is going to be largely the same, to fight Jamal Charlo, to fight David Benavidez or Kayla Plant, if Plant can pull off what I, I would call an upset if he can beat Benavidez. Um, and if, if that's in play, because I do think that I think there's some momentum to do Canelo against John Ryder. Canelo has talked about. He doesn't really want an exceptionally tough fight. No disrespect to Ryder, but mm-hmm. you know that's kind of a come off an injury type of fight. The kind of fight that Canelo, frankly, has earned, uh, given uh, the kind of fights he's taken in his career. But if that kind of fight's in play for September, October, and then into 2024, like I don't think guys are going to take a chance on Demetrius Andrade. I-, I don't see Jamal Charlo running into an Andrade fight in the first six months of 2023. I don't see, you know, the winner of Benavidez plant in March taking on Andrade before we know what Canelo is going to do. The best thing that could happen, you know, for Andrade is if Canelo says, you know what? I really, really, really want that b rematch at some time in the fall. And that frees up some of the guys in the PBC universe to potentially fight him. But, you know, I, I don't think a B-Ball rematch is rematch though, A bivol rematch is tough economically. Like there's there's a lot of money that those guys are gonna want to fight each other again. You know, both yeah. those guys the second time around. I
3: think I think that's, I think right, that's yeah, where, that's where we step point. in, you know, because now that I hate that there's size of the street that is so ridiculous. But anyway, I
1: hate it too. I hate it.
3: Too. Now now that he is and I'm talking about Demetrius Andre on that other side of the street. Now if these fights don't happen, we can start talking about okay. Why aren't you fighting him? We can say to these guys, why aren't you fighting him? Uh, Listen, Plant Winner News can fight him. David Morrell can fight him. These are great fights, you know? So now there's no issue. Now you're going to look bad. Now PBC will look bad if those fighters that you named earlier won't fight Demetrius Andrade. And I'm pretty sure
4: that, you know, him fighting on PBC now, there had to be conversations there. There had to be some things... Uh, if not promised to him, but, you know, some things to look forward to because I'm pretty sure he's saying, I want these fights, you know, let's do this 10-rounder, but, you know, g- you know, give me something here. And I think that, that Al is going to give him something eventually, especially if he looks entertaining in this fight against Nick.
1: I mean, look, if you just take a look at it in a vacuum, there's no reason that Andrade versus Charlo shouldn't happen in, like, April. <laughs> like, if, if, if right. Andrade gets through a Nicholson fight without – uh, any kind of of injury, then why shouldn't it be? I mean, I, I don't think it'll happen because I don't think that after being off for 18 months, 19 months, that Charlo's going to look to jump into an Android fight, especially not at 168. But you know, that's a fight that makes sense. It's easy to make right now. You're both operating I, I, I in the think same it universe. makes
3: sense because, first of all, Android's not a 168-pound fighter anyway. They're both yeah, big guys who can operate guys, yeah. at 168, but they're both 160-pound fighters you know, most, not most of their career, but a, a majority of their career. So you're not really fighting 100. It's like when Canelo moved up to 168 and fought Billy Joe Saunders. He ain't really fighting a 168 pounder, not in that particular fight. Mm.
1: No, I agree. Uh, I look, I, as much as anyone, I hope Demetrius Andre gets those big fights next year. Last thing, yeah. you guys do uh, a weekly conversation with Eddie Hearn. It always makes news on the Zone boxing show. Eddie Hearn laid out a plan. For Anthony Joshua, he's done this a couple of times, but this was like a concrete plan, he says, what he wants to work with in Anthony Joshua, which is take some kind of comeback fight in April against the top 15-ish type of guy, go into a Dillian White fight, and then a big one against Deontay Wilder before the end of the year. Ak, do you like the plan, and do you think the plan is likely to play out?
4: Well, he did say that, look... uh the, 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 while the fight can happen, maybe before the end of the year, maybe that can be the second fight of the year. He wants uh, while, uh Joshua to go out three times in 2023. I think that the plan can happen. I, I mean, I had a conversation with Finkel, you know, just in passing. And it seems like, you know, that relationship is, well, at least them dealing with each other to make this fight is it's looking a lot better. So I think Wilder and Joshua happens in 2023. Now, as far as it, oh. I wish Eddie would, would throw some more names out there as far as saying the top 15. I, I, I think AJ will fight whoever. Dylan White fight, there's history there. That makes sense. It doesn't excite me, that fight. But because of the history and how competitive the first fight was until Joshua knocked him out, I guess we'll give AJ that. All right, go out there in London, fight your rival, score a big... I'm not trying to discredit uh, uh you know uh White here, but I just don't think he can beat AJ. And and I think yeah, let's jump in to the uh to the wilder fight right away. I mean, who else does he who else does he fight after beating a White leading up to
3: a Wilder fight at the end of the year? Yeah, but uh, I mean, the man just lost twice. The man, the man okay. kind of struggled with confidence. Um, can we can we give him some confidence builders? You know, can we? Well, that's what that's what them? I said. I like the Dillian White we, fight. No, nah, I mean nah, that's, that's that's, that's not probably one of them. I think when Eddie says top fifteen, he means fifteenth guy. <laughs> you know, and he means the he means one of the uh, organizations. Oh, wait, so be are you
4: are you saying that, that day. are you saying that Dillian White won't uh, would be a hard fight for for Anthony Joshua?
3: I say he should go like what Eddie says, top fifteen guy then go to a Dillian White or something like that. You let him build his confidence to even get to Dillian White. The guy just lost twice. That's usually the normal procedure of a guy who loses once. He lost twice, you know, and then he was, he had like a a breakdown in the ring afterwards. He's like, yo, he's pissed off at himself. He needs that. So I say, don't throw him in there with Wilder. You know, Wilder might've lost a couple of times, but he's, Cooper come- a lot. While the lost twice too, it was stopped and, and look who he fought. I mean, he just he's just and, coming and, off and, and, a big win, right? And look who he fought. He fought one of the top fifteen guys, you know which what was I mean?
1: a perfect. I mean, that that Robert Hernandez was perfect for a while yeah. because he so was credible given the Kovnatsky wins. But we all, all right, knew coming in go. that he didn't have a lot left. That that's exactly the type of guy Eddie needs. He needs someone with some credibility coming off at least one reasonable win. Um, but also not exceptionally dangerous. Those guys are hard to come by. I mean, I, I'm Jean. thinking like you Jean. could even do, uh, that might even be too dangerous for him. I don't know. I mean, like it's... Who's that? Jayli who, who, uh, who Zhang. Jayli Zhang. Oh, like, yeah. oh. And he's coming off the loss too. So it's tough. I I, I still think Eddie wants to get Jayli Zhang a couple of wins and do a, a Joshua fight in Macau or okay. somewhere in Beijing. Like okay. I still think that's that's part of the plan but like you look at you like you almost wish Charles Martin was more active after the loss to Luis Ortiz like rematch <laughs> that Charles was a Martin good former
4: that title was a good holder. loss
3: yeah yeah
4: I mean I li- I like that for Joshua I like Luis Ortiz and I know he's older but look he he gave a good effort in the Ruiz fight you know ended that fight strong I think it was competitive and he's older but I like that fight because he's still an older guy who has skills and has power I, I would I would shoot for that guy if I could, if I was Eddie. I'm not a promoter, but I like that fight to, to start off. The name is big, and I just don't think he would... uh I don't think that he can beat Joshua. I don't think he'd have, he'll hurt Joshua. Uh, I think he's well past his prime. So if there was a, a top name that I would pick... with I feel like Rums he doesn't Ortiz. need a name for this particular first fight. Yeah, I agree. No, but why not? He, he does it, but why not? Why, would it hurt because if he had a name? No, if he had no a guy because like that's Rums a potential Ortiz? loss.
3: So... You no, figured, I don't see it. I don't. I don't see it. No, I'm, I think you got to be real. If he doesn't need a name, it. then why do it? Why not? No, the question is why do it? Because he doesn't need it. So why do I, it? Because 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 it looks good.
4: Hey, I'm coming off of two losses, but guess what? I'm hopping right back in hundred percent January, February yeah. against the Luis Ortiz, and you know what? Scores a big knockout. He's back up there. You're right. It you're looks also good.
1: you're dangerous. also trying to sell a pay per view too in in the UK and like Joshua sells a lot all on his own. People go to see him fight. That's no it. matter who he fights. No but matter who. He fights. I, I do think I do think if you want to do a decent number on pay per view, you gotta have somebody with a level of of credibility. I, again, I don't know who that is because those guys are not easy to find. The Robert Hellenius situation just. Was absolutely was perfect. perfect for PPC. It's absolutely perfect how that situation developed. I mean, and good not for pay per
4: view. Well, not for pay per no, no, view. No, no, you're right. But like, you know, you know, yeah, know no, did not do as well. Just opponent. Like,
1: yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I get. No, it's a good point, Hawk. That, you know, you try to sell a pay per view, you didn't. Mm. Um, although <laughs> pay per views nowadays are just exceptionally difficult to, uh, to 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 sell at a high level. But I uh, look, I I, I actually decide more Baraka on this one. Like you just, you want to get him a win, and you want to get him a knockout, and you want to get him working with a new trainer, and you want to just get him. In motion, in a positive way again, like to make and pay per view
3: was twenty five pounds. You know, it's That's not true. it's not something crazy. It's so
4: true. All right, so Lewis there. Ortiz wouldn't be a, a pay per view fight with Joshua in London. Every it fight would is pay per view. It would be for no, It would be. I I understand, Barack. Anybody, but Lewis Ortiz is a known name in a heavyweight division. So I think that would be better. It wouldn't be. I,
3: I'm not. I no, get, no, nobody's arguing you. You're, you're right. I'm just saying the <laughs> it's just the danger level. That's not the uh, guy you go into after fighting two, okay. guys, losing two guys. I, I just, this is. I, this I, is I love a the. Sport.
1: I love the emails <laughs> I get. Uh, you know, once every couple of months, that Otto Wallin is available, <laughs> ready to fight Anthony Joshua. I get the,
4: uh, I get <laughs> and that emails. name is always
1: thrown. It's out. always yeah, thrown. Always. Out. That's a good fighter. Uh, <laughs> he's a good fighter. <laughs> he's a good fighter. <laughs> a good fight. He might almost be too dangerous, though. Like Wallin. Yes. It's it's almost. I,
4: I, uh, I would say he's more dangerous than Luis
3: Ortiz, to be honest with you. <laughs> he, he might be. He might. Still be. in Luis prime. Left-handed. You know, he's good.
1: Ortiz looked a little punchy in that Ruiz fight. He, exactly. Uh, his chin did not look great. Uh, mm-hmm. You guys were terrific. As always, check out Akin Barak weekdays on DeZone, the DeZone app, d a z n.com as well. Appreciate the conversation, guys. Thanks for joining me.
4: As always, our no no pleasure. Problem, Thank man. you, Chris. Thank you, bro. Take it easy.
1: And when we come back, this week's picks brought to
0: you by FanDuel. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. <laughs> Hi, checking in for. Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.
1: eBay Motors is here for the ride. Now, I'm supposed to talk here about
0: Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura podcast network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
1: Looking to get more of the NBA this season? Well, now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Because new customers get a no sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's free bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. You can do player props, player points, rebounds, assists, all of it, and so many more exclusive bets like the two by three, two three pointers scored in the first three minutes. Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with a same-game parlay. FanDuel is also now live in Ohio. So Cavaliers fans, you can get in the action right away. Make sure you get in on it with great offers just for you now and throughout January. So don't miss the chance to get your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in free bets when you join FanDuel with promo code BOXING. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Time now for this week's picks, brought to you by our friends over at FanDuel. And this week, the big fight is in D.C. Gervonta Davis, Hector Luis Garcia, 135 pounds, Showtime pay-per-view. Huge event coming up this Saturday in D.C. The line, predictably big in favor of Gervonta Davis. Right now, Gervonta is at minus 1450 to win, according to FanDuel. Hector Luis Garcia at plus 770. I'm not going to tell you not to bet on Gervonta Davis here. He is the more natural 135-pounder. He is the bigger puncher. But I, as I said during the podcast, I feel like Hector Luis Garcia is being underestimated. He's undefeated. He's coming off the best year of his career. He's got a great trainer behind him. He's going to come in with a great game plan. This is his Super Bowl. I want to bet on Hector Luis Garcia so bad. The safe bet here is Gervonta Davis. It it probably ends with Gervonta picking up a stoppage in the second round of this fight, but you got a little money to float out there. I'd put a little bit of money on Hector Luis Garcia, but my official pick is Gervonta Davis plus 1450, minus 1450, I should say, uh, to win this fight. Method of victory, Gervonta heavily favored still to win by knockout, minus 330, according to FanDuel. I think that's the way he wins. I actually think if this goes to a decision, Hector Luis Garcia has a good chance of winning it, but he fights a little bit too upright for me. He leaves that chin exposed a little bit too often. I think Gervonta is eventually going to catch it. I think he wins this fight by knockout. Those are my picks. And if you want to bet Hector Luis Garcia, I'm not going to discourage you from putting a little bit of money on there. But those are my picks brought to you by FanDuel. That's it for this week's episode. My thanks to Ak and Barak for joining the show. As always, subscribe, rate, review this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you download podcasts. And I'll see you next week.
0: It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff.